Hello, hello, this is Pete from Box Office 30. I wanted to tell you all about something exciting I'm working on and invite you to be a part of it. Recently, I started a little online business selling comic books and other collectibles on the Whatnot platform. It's called Pete's Comics and Collectibles. Apt name, right? What is Whatnot, you may be asking yourself? Well, it's kind of a weird blend between Twitch and eBay. You can find all sorts of great collectibles, both modern and vintage. There's tons of different categories you can follow, and what you do is join live shows that the sellers are putting on, and you can see what they're selling, and chat with them in real time, chat with others in real time, and place bids on items that you might be interested in. Really cool, really fun, and if you win, the items are shipped directly to you. Couldn't be easier. And if you join using my link, you'll actually receive $10 to use in the app. So sign up now at whatnot.com slash invite slash Pete's Comics to get your $10. And that's coincidentally the name of my channel, Pete's Comics. So whether you're a new user or somebody who's been using Whatnot for a while, I'd love for you to come check out my stream. I sell lots of fun stuff, lots of old comics, lots of new comics, lots of other stuff coming up. Maybe some baseball cards, Magic the Gathering, who knows? Again, that's Pete's Comics on the Whatnot app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks. a presentation of the Retro Network. Strap in, movie fans. We're about to take you 30 years into the past to explore the biggest blockbuster hits of the 1990s. I'm Pete. And I'm Michael. And, and this, this is, is Box Office 30. 30. Out on the third planet closest to the sun, there's a special celebration and it sounds quite fun. A jolly old fellow brings toys to everyone on a holiday they call Christmas. Now I'm not gonna lie, it makes no sense to me But here's what Earthlings told me About this Christmas mystery Santa is a furry freak with epic superpowers He flies to every human home in under 14 hours He's a master burglar, a pro at picking locks don't leave milk and cookies out He will put dung in your socks If you act nicely through the night And don't jump on your bed Santa comes with sugar plums And hurls them at your head But if you're on his naughty list He shoots missiles at your toes might just roast your chestnuts with his powerful flamethrower. Hey friends, Pete and Michael here. We're actually doing a live in-person recording. I was uh, surprised for my 40th birthday. My good buddy and co-host Michael showed up and uh, <laughs> completely surprised me. I <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to keep our podcast on track, so I yeah. figured I'd show up with all my gear and uh, figure we would record something. <laughs> Yeah, the problem with the thought line is I didn't have any show notes ready, so you'll get the the proper show separately, but this is being pre-recorded, apparently with a small dog joining us. Um, 
separately. But uh, yeah, so we thought we'd just do like a little um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special tribute here. It's sort of like a, our holiday new and new to you kind of thing. Yeah, it's like our mini review, I guess, uh, of it. So uh, Mike and I were both really excited about this. Um, I've been a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy since it came out. I think like many people, it was a property that I didn't really know too much about. And through the genius... Do you remember the through line for Guardians of the Galaxy for us? So when you were living in the city, you had seen it once... And then said, oh, you got to go see this movie. And I came into the city and you saw it a second time to show <laughs> it to me for it, the yeah. first time at the uh, AMC on 65th or 60, the big AMC. Um, 68th. 68th, yeah. yeah. So I had, you know, the two of us have been reading comics our entire lives. And the Guardians of the Galaxy were never a name that anyone knew anything about nor remembered and so on. And because of this movie became a juggernaut in comics too and i ended up starting to go back and reading a bunch of guardian stuff from the past and crossovers to the x-men and so on and so forth and it's the the guardians franchise i think is such a unique like almost side piece or side thing to all the marvel movies because they can stand alone and be their own comedies without even being tied to any of the marvel cinematic universe in a way yeah i think it's fun that they tied it in finally with like the infinity war um line in the mcu but like it's like they came in they helped and then they left (laughs) and it's just like they're back off to doing their own thing now and it but it is it's like a really fun team i like the ragtag nature of them um i think james gunn is a genius in how he's put this franchise together i'm really bummed like i've said it on the podcast proper before that he'll be you know well bummed and delighted that he'll be heading off to dc bummed because i will miss future iterations of the guardians with him and delighted because hopefully and through various number of things he's been posting online i'm really excited (laughs) that maybe he's gonna do something for good for dc yeah like really kind of give a a nice charge of electricity over into the dcu because uh what a mess that's been for such a long time so you know he had um uh, I know we're getting off the Guardians here for a moment, but one of your and mine favorite properties, which is something you introduced me to, was DC's Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. One of, like, my all-time favorite sort of Elseworlds kind of things. And he's, like, busy the other day posting... And like tweeting, like, pictures. Photos from that online, and it's like, <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, I can't even wrap my head around it. But, you know, it, this has been leading up for a while. Now it's this... Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. They've been teasing it for months and months. Well, I thought it was a joke when they first said it. You know, like, way back when. It's probably been, like, a year, year and a half since they first said, like, oh, we're doing a holiday special. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 right. You know, it's like, you know, whatever. But then it's like, oh, no, they are, in fact, doing it. It was like, really? Like, that's awesome. You know, like, and if you had to pick anything in the MCU to do a holiday special with. This is probably the perfect one to It's such a fun group to use for it, you know? And I was really nervous because I thought it was going to be like the the really campy Star Wars holiday special (laughs) back from, like, what, the early 80s or late 70s? Late 70s. Late 70s. But this 45-minute just hijinks romp is so delightful 
it's be, it's going to become like a holiday staple for me. Yeah, I could see myself watching this. Like, <laughs> it's it's so silly to say because any of us we watch uh, MCU stuff from time to time. But like, I could genuinely see myself putting this on every year. Yeah. And like, we watched this with the kids. And the kids really enjoyed it, and it was just everything that it needed to be. Yes. For these characters, for this property, and for like this moment in time, and also it's it's almost like a good sampling to prepare us for the third movie that's coming yeah. in a couple of months. It was like, you know, uh, granted, it has we're we're not that far removed from the second film, but still, like having this little like teaser in a way for reintroducing us to this cast and these characters and seeing this new storyline that's most likely totally unrelated to the third film, but giving us this sort of, like, taste. It's very, very exciting, and it was it was super fun. And, um... Well, let's talk about some of the specifics sure. of, this, of the story, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the characters and things like that. I think one of the things that, for me, I was trying to figure out, like, all right, well, where is this? It's It seems to be after Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. Because, obviously, Thor's not with them anymore, but previous to what we presume will be the start of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But what was interesting to me is the location that this was taking place. And they said it, and I kind of... It's nowhere? Slightly missed it. Yeah, they sort of had a line that said, like, it's nowhere, but they've, like, taken it over since the Collector's gone now or something. Now, I didn't really have, like, a clear idea that the Collector necessarily owned or ran the place in the previous movies. I didn't get that impression Like, either. he seemed to be, like, a power player right. there, but I didn't really... It sort of just seemed like everybody was just sort of showing up there like a big smuggler's yeah. den. But now it's almost they're treating it like they're running the place or whatever. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, I'm wondering how much that's going to play into um, the Guardians of the Galaxy three here on out like if they're going to treat that as like a base of operations you know what i mean right um the other thing that was interesting and again like i might be missing things so maybe you can fill in the gap for me they had like a new ship yeah their their (laughs) ship was different yeah yeah, it's not peter's ship anymore and like i was like trying to remember like i don't think it got destroyed you know i think that's what they were flying around i also don't remember if it's the same ship as is love and thunder that's either. what i can't place yeah i'm like i'm trying to really think about like did they just upgrade or like what the deal is but uh doesn't seem to be the milano anymore although i was trying to remember if they had the milano even later because i was trying to remember if that got wrecked it's at a some Ravager point ship. i'm sure it is yeah. uh, because you know i feel like especially once you see um, the trailer, mm-hmm. which is sort of a whole other point of conversation, that they dropped the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy three, like a couple days after, after yeah. and I was like, why not just tack that right on right. the end? You know, like it just seemed like a weird missed opportunity. Um, unless it was like they were putting it with something else. I don't know if they had it. Like you know, sometimes they're like, oh, Jimmy Kimmel has the exclusive mm. trailer or whatever. So I don't know if it was something like that or what. But like I just remember seeing it like three days later on YouTube. Um, along with a couple other things, I guess, yeah, came out of, that same yeah. time. So maybe it was like an announcement day. But um, they're in the Ravager uniforms then. So yeah. it seems like they've kind of embraced a little bit the Ravager culture a little bit more, which I know in, in some of the comics it's, yeah. it's definitely you know a little bit more that way as well. Um, I have to say I love that this started off 
with like the the old seventy seven, like the, the Ralph ninety seven. Yeah, it's like Ralph Bakshi type of animation. It's uh, and it actually oh, is. Oh yes, right. I looked this up because I was really curious. I was like, how did they do that? And I had an inkling that I knew how they did it, but it is. It's all rotoscoped. They filmed themselves on a like a green screen set, and then they had artists paint over them and paint the background in. Oh, and wow. I, oh, I can't say for a fact it was on a green screen set. It might have been on like a like a ship set. I don't know that part, but. Everything you see there is painted over like, you know, Ralph Bakshi and people did with like stuff like The Hobbit and things like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's it gives it such a unique and funny look. And it's a total callback yeah. to like the 70s sort of era when like that was sort of something it that was being done. It also feels like like C-Lab 2021. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was like a really kind of cute start and then like a button at the end to sort of like show to bookend the, the yeah thing. like you know yeah, essentially like, like that that fatherly relationship that we started to learn a little bit about with Yardu at the yeah. end of, of two um and it, you know it's just kind of funny you know like it's like it, it was kind of like it meets his character arc in a way Yondu where it's like he comes out and he's giving him all this garbage about it in the beginning and throwing the stuff out and smashing the tree and then kind of at the end, you know, he's he's got that. And I don't really want to, like, skip ahead, but while we're talking about it, we might as well talk about it. So, f- like, the fun thing they kind of do with that is that he eventually takes the present out of the trash that Peter had got him. And it's, like, one of the little, like, tchotchke critters. And I was trying to place if it was, like, do you think that's the first of his collection that he then ends up, like, you know, collecting all those little guys, because like he just puts it like on his dash, and it's like the only one there. You know, I, it probably is. I was trying to remember because he, I think he had something like a little like, like a frog shaped sort of one in the first Guardians movie, and I was trying to remember if it was that. I couldn't figure out if it was like that first one that we like see in that. So I was like, that'd be kind of fun. And then in turn, he gives Peter his blasters, which I thought was like a really kind of yeah. like that's kind of neat, you know, like like a little bit of like a story explanation. Like I don't know. Do you know? Have they addressed in the comics you've read, like, like where he got that, or was it important where he got that in the comics you've read? I've I've never seen them explain where he got his blasters from. But if that's the case, if that's kind of how it ties it in, I would be totally content with that. It's such a really cute, and it it makes sense for why it's so sig. Those weapons are so significant to him because they're so connected to um, to Yondo and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... The reason I bring it up is I've um, very slowly, like glacially slowly, been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game they came out with like last fall. <laughs> oh, is that the, the uh, Telltale one? No, uh, that I played a while back and that was very good. This is um, like they came out with... I don't even know what type of... I mean, it's like an action game. I don't know what genre it fits exactly. It's sort of like you go in and you're like, you know on a level and you're exploring a ship or you're exploring some land or whatever. And like, they're telling like an overall story arc. Um, but it's like a bunch of bad guys will come out sort of all at the same time. And like, you're controlling Peter, but you also can like tell the guardians that are with you what to do. Oh, that's cool. So like, you'll sort of like position them or like have them do specific, like, like particular skills and things like that. It's fun. It's like, I'm playing it as slow as I am because it's like, it's fun, but it's also not like where it's like gripping you. So you're like, I got to get through this and really go, you know, like enjoy this. So I just pop it on every once in a while. And the kids like watching me play it. So every once in a while I'll, I'll do that. But in that, they explain the blasters off that like, it's like a big part of the story, like a huge part of the story. 
that they keep doing flashbacks to Peter when he's young with his mother before she dies. And um, she gives him a present for like his like 10th or 13th or something birthday. And it's the blasters. And she's like, this is from your father. Um, and so like he's learning about them as he goes through. And like in that they have like a special property that like over time they keep like doing like different abilities that he didn't know. So like in pure video game way, like one ability is that it can freeze things and one ability is that it can like shoot fire at things. And like, you know, I haven't gotten all the blaster unlocks yet, but like they each sort of do something different that you're going to need to like help you traverse the level and mm -hmm. all this sort of thing and help you to, you know, crowd control and, and dispatch bad guys. But um, I just thought it was funny in that, that they're like, Oh, this is like, you know, a gift from your father. So like in a way they're repeating that just from his other daddy. Yeah. He might have been your father, but he's not your daddy, you know, <laughs> like, you know, sort of thing. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool that they tied that into Yondu. I actually almost appreciate that even more um, that this kind of, you know, as we've been led to believe, kind of despicable guy that's somewhat raised him also like threatening to like let the crew eat him the whole time was the guy that also at a fairly young age handed him a set of like lethal weapons, you know, <laughs> like what every 10 year old boy needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of blasters. Yeah. But, uh -huh. but yeah, so the movie then goes right into your live action part, and they have the old 97s dressed up as aliens, and they just happen to find, like, Earth instruments, and he's like... They're playing a song, and he's like, "How did you learn how to play these?" Instruments? Yeah, like in like like a day or something. He's like, "Did you say these were new?" <laughs> Which was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm not somebody that knows the old '97s a ton. I've heard their name before, but like, I just I probably couldn't name a song of theirs outside of this. Although I've I might look them, them up for, now. I've known them for about 20 years or so. My first college roommate, he and his then girlfriend, their like song together was an old '97 song, and. I used to listen to it in very catchy bunch of songs, but they're not a band that's super well known. But it's it's such a James Gunn kind of thing. Hundred percent to pull yeah. this such an obscure but good band and throw them into this universe. It's like it just feels like that's something he would do for sure. And the other funny part too, while you're on that note, like yet another wonderful soundtrack like right? he he is like I, I realize he's like awesome at like directing this stuff and like you know great with these characters but like i could see him being a music producer too because he has such a good taste for music and like right where it needs to be and like he revolutionized how a lot of movies we're watching are now where you know guardians came along and it had this like ridiculous you know like soundtrack of all this great music awesome mix um and then, like, every movie sense has been trying to mimic it. Yeah. And not quite as successfully as any of, yeah. of his shots at this. And it's, like, I've created, like, on Pandora and, like, several of my, you know, like, Spotify type of things. Um, like, completely, like, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy-inspired soundtrack lists. And, you know, as those things are prone to do, they'll play other music that's similar to that. And I'm like, gosh, I wonder if he'd use this in something. I wonder if he'd use this in something. You know, like, it's like it's like a game I play with myself constantly now listening to some Which of this I'm stuff. I'm curious now that he's like a co-CEO of DC, is he going to be not making movies now? Like, how's that going to work? I think he'll have his hands in the pie to some extent. I think that's what they're going for there because I, I, it's such a disrespectful thing. But I keep forgetting who the second guy is that they hired to to kind of co-run things with him. Except to say, I think he's either a writer or producer, a producer somebody or that's been like yeah. tied in with some of this in some way. Yeah. 
uh, and I hate to put him second seat to James Gunn, but I think he's second seat to James Gunn, probably just by, you know, gravitas and, and what they've done and recognizability. But um, I wouldn't be surprised, even if he is just like the head of things over there, that there'd be no reason that he couldn't also Make like, I don't know, like, I don't know if they'd consider that like a uh, conflict of interest in a way or something. But I think it would be also a, a huge loss to ima- not have him direct imagine at least him something. Imagine him doing a Green Lantern movie. Imagine him doing like a Lobo movie. <laughs> I mean, like imagine him doing like, there's so many like like random properties that it's been proven he can take sort of these like secondary, you know, fan favorite I mean, sort of, but like not well-known characters. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, as far as like, I, I'm going to take a dig at him here in another respect. I Like, the Suicide Squad movies, not that he did the first one, but with the second one, like, they kind of are what they are, and, like, they're fine. They're fine. Like, you know, whatever. Like, even I think the second one's better than the first yeah. one, at least. But even with that, it was, like, it was fine. But, it, you know, it had a little bit more of that, like, you know, fan service sort of stuff, Starro, all this sort of thing popping up in it. But um, Peacemaker was so damn good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Even if he's doing something like that for them, even if he's just doing some like TV shows or whatever, because I think they still have their yeah, yeah, yeah. like equivalent like DC yeah, they, streaming HBO Max, which is going to fold into Dis- Discovery Plus or yeah. whatever, and yeah. But I mean, I would be very happy to see him do like a line of television shows through the streaming platforms. But man, just imagine like. I'm doing like a Green Arrow movie or something. something yeah, I, I mean, you know, it would be cool. And you and I have talked about this in the past is like Green Arrow Supermax. Yeah. Like where he's like stuck in the prison with like all the villains and he's like got to like break his way yeah. out. You know, like, was there a comic book storyline? Batman that? had that. Yeah, I was going to say like. Ar- Arkham something. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun with him. Um, and there was like rumblings years ago that they were like going to do something with that and then never did. So. It'd be fun to see something like that property show up. I think we're getting far away from yeah, our, our, our our point here now. But anyway, um, I, like I said, I was going to like get too into characters to start, but it's impossible not to, to mention that the entirety of this is basically all entirely on Mantis and Drax. And Dave Batista and Palm just do this like, unbelievable job and yeah. if anything i feel like this is mantis's show like swan song you know and, and james gunn sort of i think came out and recently said this like in an interview that like you know she's been a part of the team now since guardians 2 and she's popped up you know in like infinity war whatever but this really she's, flushed her out this it did yeah she's sort of played second fiddle like she's there she's kind of been a fun foil for drax she's kind of been like not exactly like a romantic interest to him, but like just like they're buddies, and it's like, kind of like funny a kid because sister in a way, yeah, it like doesn't seem to like make sense, like because like Drax is like such like this particular character, but the two of them kind of get along in this very funny way with each other. Like, oh, you're you're what did he say? No, you're ugly. You have some much worse. <laughs> like you're absolutely disgusting or something like that to her, you know. Um, and uh, but it's just like it's great because we, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump for a second here. This is spoiler territory. So for those of you who have not seen the trailer for um, Guardians 3, like avoid the next 30 to seconds to several minutes, depending on how far down the rabbit hole we go here. But they showed in the trailer a couple of shots that really lead you to believe that somebody's going to die in this movie. Mm. And I think it's Drax. You think so? And I think that for a few reasons. I think they were 
allowing this to be sort of like a breathing moment for him to kind of like have some fun and like do some more Drax stuff. I know that he's basically stated Dave Bautista in real life that like without James Gunn, he's he's not doing them anymore. So I think that's the most like shining evidence. But then in the trailer, the two people that we see like horrifically crying at like what looks like an operating sort of table is Peter and Mantis. Mantis. Yeah. And they have clearly the most close relationship with Drax of, of the crew. So I, I think we're going to lose Drax in the next one, um, but which will be a bummer, you know, because it's just such a fun character. But I, I also understand why. I think, you know, Dave Bautista is kind of like done with, with that property. And I also think like if you, if you look at the character, like his family is gone. Like he his new family is the Guardians, obviously. But like the, the, his whole purpose in the first movie was getting a vengeance for his um, his loss of his wife and his children or his daughter or child. And he's gone through that. And if he he goes out like on a hero's way, I can understand that whole arc going that way. And it just makes room for him to come to DC now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but the two of them are just allowed to have so much fun. And I'd really love to catch... And I'm sure Disney will stick it up because they seem to do like a behind the scenes of every MCU thing now, you know. But uh, just a behind the scenes of this and like, I imagine they just had so damn much fun making. I mean, I think with all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, it looks like that. But like, this just seemed like like a real silly slapstick. Romp. Just like, like, I'm curious how much of it is ad-libbed versus the actual script. Right? It seemed a lot like, of it feels like they just organically just said things. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is hilarious. You know, like just some of the scenes. of. So uh, again, for, for those who may not have seen it and are somehow listening to this, A, like stop listening to this. Go watch the holiday special, but on the assumption that there's anybody out there listening that hasn't seen this, you know, essentially the story arc is that Peter's feeling bummed um, after the loss of Gamora, and then, like, Gamora's back to life via a 2014 version via time travel, and (laughs) then loses her again because she decides she needs to go off and, like, kind of find herself and whatever, so they're... I think Guardians 3 is going to in part be like the search for Gamora in a way, like a la the search for Spock. Mm. Um, But he's feeling like double bummed because now he's like lost her twice, like right in a row. If you think about the timing of things. Um, And uh, so they're like, well, how can we cheer him up? And it's like, oh, well, he always really liked Christmas and it's Christmas time on Earth. Like, why don't we throw Christmas for him? And so they get this grand idea that what they're going to do to give him a present is go steal kidnap Kevin Bacon. Well, no, no, no. The hero, the, the, Kevin the, the Bacon. Hero, <laughs> he paints Kevin Bacon as this, like, superhero, but he's, like, he's a movie star, and as a kid watching, like, oh, he's talking about, like, Tremors and other movies yeah. where he, like, saves the day. And and most, <laughs> most importantly, Footloose. Yes. I think they keep mentioning throughout several properties. Um... He's is like, it still the best movie there ever is? It never was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sort of line. Um, but... Uh, just like the adventure that they have trying to find him, like just traveling through, they land at the Hollywood sign yes. and like they, they go to like a, the, the, the Grumman's theater. Yeah. And, and they're like all the characters that are like, and I love that there's characters dressed up as the Marvel characters there. Like they're like imitating, like in, in our world, they're imitating the movie characters. In that world, they're imitating the, the actual the heroes, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then they have, like, a GoBots character. Yes. Not even a Transformers <laughs> character, like a GoBots character. And, like, 
Drax wants to kill him because like <laughs> like he hates robots for some I forget what the exact reason they give is like it like killed his like buddy or something I don't know so, <laughs> something sorry. I don't know some some something that I didn't quite catch he like beats the hell out of him yeah stuff. yeah and, like at first like Mantis stops him and then later on he like guts him aside he's like beating on him um, at one point Mantis hugs the guy dressed as Captain America and calls him Steve yeah Steve like she sees him just immediately thinks it's <laughs> what's so funny about that is she never actually meets Steve. I mean, I guess maybe like off screen. You know what I mean? Like, like when they're having like the big shawarma I guess that we didn't see. You know, at the end of Infinity uh, or uh, Endgame. Endgame, rather. Um, but it's it's great. But like, there was so many moments in this that just like was like complete laugh out loud killed yes. me stuff. And like her like getting like the first like dollar tip to like take a picture. <laughs> And then, like, she just goes, like, bananas trying to, like, collect money, <laughs> you know? And then, like, they get, like, they like they get in the, the bar. They have kind of, like, a more poignant scene where they're, like, sort of talking, whatever. But, like, she spends, like, all of her money, like, in there. The and then, like, they're just, like, wasted outside on the curb after. And, like, the lady overhears, like, that they want to find Kevin Bacon. It gives them, like, a star map. And what's great, if you, like, kind of look at, like, the star map, it's, like, an Easter egg of, like, there's, like, a couple different, like, people. But it's a lot of people from... Like the James, well that, but like James Gunn properties. Oh really? So like John Cena's there from Peacemaker, <laughs> and Margot Robbie's there as you know, like from like Harley Quinn, and like there's like there's like relevant like like actors to James Gunn properties, oh, which I thought funny. was like like specifically highlighted on the map. I thought was very funny, and of course Kevin Bacon's on the list, so they're they're on their way to find him. But uh, I love that she like uses her like abilities in a somewhat villainous way, yes. you know, like. She's such a funny character because, and again, like the Guardians in and of themselves aren't like exactly heroic. They're sort of criminals, you know, so like you have to kind of keep that in mind. But like, (laughs) like just like how she goes on to like, not only do they like kidnap this poor guy and everything like that, but like she like uses her powers like kind of like inappropriately a couple times to, you know, to to, manipulate people. Yeah, mind manipulation, you know, (laughs) to kind of screw around with people. Um, but, uh, it's just great. And like, I, I love just like their like little journey through everything. And eventually they end up at his gate and they're trying to like convince him to like come outside. <laughs> and I love that. She's like, Drax, do you think you could like toss me? Over? And he just immediately grabs her and throws her <laughs> over the gate. And she's like, Drax, why did you do that? You know, <laughs> you told me. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, the funny part, like, two minutes later, once they break into his house, and she's, like, leaping on the walls like a, like a bug, like a like, creature. Like she jumped you know, I was like, man, she could have climbed that wall herself. Like, I don't know what that was about, but, um, like, like when they're chasing him outside and they're, like, like leaping, like, yes. over the hedges, it's, like, so surreal and bizarre, and it's just, like, it's so funny. Um, I love, and, I love they steal, like, a lot of his... His house is very decorated oh, for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, steal, like, I guess, like, an elf. She takes a candy cane and, and he takes the funny little man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's forced to leave the funny little man yes. behind, but she brings, like, the candy cane along. And I love it because, like, when they finally, like, have this, like, big, like, clash with the police and, like... And Drax flips a police Yeah, the cars car. are getting flipped over and smashed and all this sort of thing. And she's using her mind powers on him. And she like feels bad, and she like gives them the candy <laughs> cane. Like, like, that's an apology. <laughs> like, here, this will help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just fabulous. And then like the again like turnaround 
at the end when they're all giving each other gifts and like he he gets the funny little man like which leads you to believe she like went back to earth to get the funny little man or something they robbed like an everything christmas store yeah and filled the entire spaceship up yeah i guess it's conceivable they found another one there yeah i love his um like cat ugly sweater (laughs) like it's so ridiculous um but anyway they uh, end up capturing Kevin and, and doing some more mind manipulation on, yeah, so on ba- him. So basically, like, you're the hero Kevin Bacon. And he's like, no, I'm an actor. That's a character I played in a movie. You know, like, he's just very, like... <laughs> and what's funny is, when he tells them that he's an actor, they're like, oh, actor. Yeah, yeah they, have, like, the, yeah, they have the best, most vitriolic reaction ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. And then she mind manipulates him to tell him to be a hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's great, too, because, like, it's it's a little bit of, like, inside joke. You know, of course, they're all actors, but, like, they're just like, I think she says something like, actors are assholes or something. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, they they hate that. And it's so hilarious that, like, if they know and hate actors so much... That somehow they would have never put together in all his stories that this was, like, not an actual, like, you know, like, that it's from a movie, you know, sort of thing. Um, Kind of funny, but they have just such a wonderful reaction to that, and I love that. And they finally get back, and they throw him this, like, beautiful, like, Christmas, like, they decorate everything. and like fake snow. Yeah, all the other guardians pitch in and help. (laughs) And I love Groot in this, because I was trying to place Groot, it's like... He's not the Groot we knew in the first movie, but he's also now past like that like angsty teenage year Groot that we be saw. Like twenty two, I would think. Yeah, I would think. think so. He's like like mid twenties Groot now, but he's like thick Groot yes. now. You know, well, you've been <laughs> like, working out for a while. Yeah, a little thick boy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, like wheels Kevin Bacon out like in a box. But you gotta back up because they do this beautiful Christmas and like. You can see Peter's face oh, is just yeah. like lit up like this is everything I could have ever asked for for Christmas just this beautiful decoration and then it like literally stops dead as they wheel out his present it's like what did you do Yeah and he's all excited at first he's like what did you guys do and then like the box starts like moving and he's like you just see his face sour immediately and he's like oh no what did they do you know sort of sort of thing and uh, Kevin Bacon's in the box and he gets Pissed, pissed. Big mad. He's like, what did you guys do? You know, and everything. <laughs> we got you the hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so and funny. He's like, you kidnapped Kevin Bacon? And, uh, and I love that, like, Groot is doing, like, his, like, I am Groot. And he's just like, he's like, you can't say that you're, you were against this. You just wheeled him out a minute ago. And he's like, he's just kind of like, he's like you see, he's just got, like, caught. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful. Um Fun fact, that Groot is entirely digital um, because there was some people online like speculating because of the look of it that some of it was done practically, but he's totally digital creation. Wow, because it looks like there might be a, a foam rubber yeah, suit kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so totally, totally just out of the minds of the uh, animators for that movie. Wow. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know... The movie resolves in such a way that they have to bring, you know, Kevin... I think he ends up staying and, like, partying with yeah. them. Like, he kind of has, like, a little bit of a change of heart. He, he does, like, a Christmas song for them to kind of, like, teach with, them about With Christmas. the old 97s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't mention it before, but, like, the, the, the kind of ultimate reveal of the film is that Mantis is actually Peter's sister via Ego. Right. And it was, like... 
it's it kind of stands to reason, you know, like it was sort of one of these like Star Wars rewrites where it's like, oh, you know, like Leia kissed him in Empire, but like in the third movie, oh, your sisters and brothers and siblings, and it's like. Oh, all right. It seems like, all right, he probably didn't exactly have that idea when he did it, but he kind of was able to rewrite it into being that. It felt to me a little bit the same with this, that like, you know, they sort of have her say ego. I think she says ego found me is is like why she's always like around with him. And like, mm-hmm. as we can see, ego has killed off all of the other like children. failed children. So there's a little speculation I've seen online since that. The only reason, if that's the case, that it was one of his children and she was kept alive and allowed to know that, that she was a daughter of Ego, is because she does have this, like, kind of telepath, like... Yeah, it, mind tele- control Yeah, ability. like, but, like, I f- there's a name for it. It's, like, telepathic kinetic. I don't know, yeah. I don't remember what the name is, but it's, like, where you touch somebody to have that effect on them, mm-hmm. not, like, you know, like, just, like, a Jean Grey, you know, Professor X sort of mind control. Of, yeah. Um... Uh, but uh, I just thought it was like a really fun reveal and like she was worried all movie that Peter was going to have this like awful reaction to it that like it was going to remind him of losing his father again and like you know he's already experiencing so much loss with Gamora and his mother and things like that but he has like the exact perfect reaction which is just like oh my god this is the best news I have a sister and it's like it's like a really touching moment so uh, and, uh, you know, like, they're all giving each other gifts and everything, and, like, the gifts are great, and I think my favorite gift out of the batch, it's maybe a, a throw-up between the fact that somehow, <laughs> somehow Nebula got Winter Soldier's arm and gave it to <laughs> Rocket, and I'm like, how did she get that? At what, what point did she get that? And, like... Especially, too, because it looks to be, like, the Wakandan yeah. arm that he would have had, you know? So I was trying to think, like, I, was Bucky one of the ones that faded away when the snap happened? Yes, he did. Did his arm drop to the ground or something? I don't think so. I think his arm got dusted, too. Yeah, like, it would have been, like, a fun thing, like, if his arm dropped to the ground and, like, she snatched it to give to Rocket <laughs> at, like, a later <laughs> point, you know? And, like, she's, you have to think that, like, they've been, like you know, together this whole time that she just like waited until this special time. <laughs> to give it to him. So there's either that or there's like yet another deleted like button that didn't end up after the credits where like she went to Earth and like somehow stole the Winter Soldier's arm. And I want to see that short film next, you know. Um but my other favorite one is Groot gives to um Craglin like a little like Craglin holding a gift of Craglin holding a gift, of Craglin holding a gift. It's like a little, like, infinite sculpture. Yes. It's so cool. I was like, that's such a neat... And, like, I love that Craglin's as big a part of the Guardians as he is now, and he's so fun. And I, you know, he sort of mentions that he's been working with the... Like, somebody asked him, like, what's that thing on your head? I think I think Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon does, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's to, like, control an arrow with my mind, but I'm not very good at it yet. So, like, I, like he's had all this time, and he's still not very good at it. I was so. almost hoping that Kevin Bacon was going to teach him how to use it somehow. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, somehow, like, he'd be like, oh, you should, like... Like, he'd give him some, like, acting advice. Like, oh, you got to, like, you know, think with your heart or something like that, you <laughs> know? And, like, all of a sudden it starts working. But that would be that would be really funny. I think that's a really good idea. They got to get us in there to uh, help with writing yeah, these really. sort of things. Um, but uh, the whole thing kind of wraps up on that nice, like, happy note. Um, I forget. Did they have a little button afterwards? I didn't see a post credits that I that I could think of. 
I think they had like there was like the kind of like fancy you know like credits and then like they showed something but it wasn't like an after credit well, but I don't they, they cut back to the animated thing that's what it was yeah, they, yeah it, it wrapped back on that yeah with the two of them with the gifts so overall um, I, I, it was just wonderful it was so fun I think it was an excellent um, addition to the MCU especially I guess they consider this part of phase four right yeah, um i would think so. i don't know when we go into phase five does does guardians three kick off phase five or is it like the last thing in phase I, four I, I think no i think wakanda forever is really the the bookend for phase four and then um guardians three is the start of phase five but like this little animated movie or not anime, um short sure. little holiday movie yeah. was everything it needed to be and it it kind of brought us back to this more, like, nice sort of... Because like, there's been so many things that have been a little bit heavier a lot in the MCU. Um, not so much in Phase 4 with, like, She-Hulk and Well, I, I mean, I think but, it's actually, like... It's an interesting thing to discuss because I think Phase 4, more than any other of the previous phases, has been sort of, like, hit or miss as far as a lot of people are concerned. I'm somebody who's, like, I love it all, keep giving me more. But I think there's some people who, like, loved Loki but hated She-Hulk. And loved She-Hulk but hated... Hated WandaVision. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if anybody hates WandaVision. But, you know, like, I think there was just, like, you know... Like, like, for example, I wasn't... Of all the the Disney Plus shows, as much as I wanted to love it, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't live up to what I wanted to be. But, like, Hawkeye was everything I wanted to be. Yeah, but I think it was, like... And I think it's just the evolution of where the MCU is going with more Disney Plus content and shows being added into the mix versus just, like, a slate of movies. You know, I, I think some of it was, like, a little hit or miss for different people. And, I, you know, I think it's just they're trying to find their legs in this new sort of phase. And in a way, it sort of felt like some glue that's going to, like, you know, tie the previous big arc of, yeah. you know, essentially the Infinity Saga, I yeah. guess is what they call it, you know, from Iron Man all the way through, you know, the end of, uh, I guess... Endgame. Uh, well, Endgame, I think... Oh, um, really, like Spider-Man. No, yeah, No Way no, Home, no, I think, no. is the last one. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of have, like, this kind of, you know, batch of stuff in the middle. But it's it was sort of like a lot of things that were, like, teeing up what's to come. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, a lot of, like, end-all, be-all stories happening here between, you know, Doctor Strange, Wakanda Forever. It all seemed like things that are going to, like, tell, like, a story within themselves, but also kind of give us a little push as to where the MCU's heading next. Right. Eternals, Eternals, I think, was kind of the most panned movie of the MCU so far. And in a way, it's, like, it's fine on its own. Like, I don't hate it. But I also kind of see, like, all right, I think they're going to use this to sort of tee up more, you know, like, they like between that Thor, Love, and Thunder, like, they're teeing up the Eternals, they're teeing up gods, they're yeah. teeing up all this stuff that Celestials I think is... Celestials and all that yeah, kind of I stuff. Yeah, I think they're going to really, like, you know, pan into some things now dealing a lot more with, as we know, like, Secret Wars and um, Kang the Conqueror and, like, you know, things like that coming down the pipe. Um, the You know, the scrolls, yeah. you know, sort of thing. So I think we're going to get... A lot of that stuff. So I think they were they're sort of leaving the phase four as like a little bit of like continuing certain character stories and also a little bit of like a refresh and a palate cleanser for mm. what is to come when we start bringing back some of the like a level main right characters again. You know, so I, I think it's just interesting in that respect. Do you uh, did you see um, 
Werewolf by Night. I haven't watched it yet. So, uh, just because we're talking like shorts, um, I, I feel like I can't get out of this without discussing that for at least a moment. I We have our Disney Plus shows, and we have our blockbuster Marvel movies, but they've all of a sudden now, between the holiday special and Werewolf by Night, introduced this new, like, 45 to an hour long sort of like in mini between movie. yeah it's like a mini movie isn't yeah um i really liked werewolf by night i i sat on watching it for a while um and then i think i finally watched it either on halloween or like the day before or after i don't remember which not like intentionally just coincidentally i had some time um and it's a lot of fun and in a way i can actually see all of the characters that are in it, and I won't spoil anything for you because I don't want, I'd like you to watch it straight, but there's characters that surprised me that they were in it, and I think it's going to start tying in further to Doctor Strange. I think we're going to start to get, um, like, a la, like, the um, Do- Justice League Dark um, that oh, like, takes like, place, yeah. you know, in, in DCU. I think we're going to start to get, like, a group of magic users that are going to become, like, oh, important cool. and sort of supernatural characters that are going to kind of start being a, a mainstay of this thing. It's sort of like, it's like a fun, quick little introduction to these characters, but it also tees it up. But we also have Moon Knight, and Moon Knight is a big tie-in to this sort of, like, again, like, supernatural mm-hmm. tying into the gods sort of thing. Um, Aquaman, or not Aquaman. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, uh, Namor? Namor, excuse me. Namor's whole mythology and plus Bast from Black Panther is starting to tie into this gods thing. So I think we're going to start to see like some of that. And we, we know that um, uh, what's this face from Ted Lasso there has been cast now as Hercules going oh, forward. Oh, yes. Uh, Brent, Brent Goldstein. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, so is and we get that little clip at the end of Love and Thunder with um, Zeus. So I, I think there's like we're really starting to see like a lot of like, all right, I think it's really going to go this way. I think it's really going to go this way with certain characters and arcs moving forward. And I think the gods thing, the gods of the MCU is going to become a big thing in this yeah. next phase or in the, the following phases. They're really starting to set something like that up. So it's going to be interesting to sort of set up like gods as like villains or like a clash between gods or something, you know? A lot of the Fantastic Four story arcs revolve around fighting godlike figures. Even... Uh, Doctor Doom, in a lot of cases, is theoretically a godlike figure, even though he's a man. But like Secret Wars, he's basically makes a universe. Well, spoilers. I know you've been sort of, you know, bracing for this, and we've thought a couple times that he might pop up, and in some ways, maybe he has already. But the entrance of Mephisto into the MCU, I think, is going to very easily start to show up through some of there's these. There's been rumors that Sasha Baron Cohen has been f- cast as that Mephisto. That would be. F- Fabulous. I would love that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but I like this new, like, short format, and I hope they continue yeah. to do that because they're kind of just, like, fun, quick little jaunts into something. And, like, you could, could you tell... imagine, like, a like a Tom Holland 45-minute, uh, like, going to college kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they could, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to really... St- like, they don't have to do a 10-episode Disney Plus show, and they don't have to... They could just start doing some of these, like, little, like, quick, short things. Yeah. And I think it would be a lot of fun for them to keep including little, like, interstitial things like that. Um, I, I do have to say, as far as Werewolf by Night goes, 
I think they did this intentionally because they were trying to like mimic like the like the old like fifties, you know, like horror style movie, you know, like like werewolf movie, whatever. It was done really like cheap looking. Yeah, that's what everyone, everyone <laughs> says. The biggest complaint is when he finally reveals as the werewolf. It's very looks the, very. I have cheesy. to say the the look of the werewolf is a little lackluster for what I was expecting. Given and again, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know what you know if you know some of the other characters that are. That's, That's all I thing. know, literally. Um, so I don't want to spoil like one of the other big reveal characters in it, which looks awesome. But oh, oh, a man thing is in yes. it. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, so yeah, you yeah, do you know. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. so so sorry out there, listener land. But yes, man thing is in it, and he looks so good. <laughs> he looks like he's straight out of the comics, and uh, I, I just think it's like really fun that they're going to include him now, and it like could lead into so many more things, like in in that sort of parallel thing. But. Um, one of the other main characters who I was surprised that they um, introduced in in a way in this and, and kind of where the story goes is just so fun. But like just some of like the cheap effect look of stuff it, it is just so wonderful. And like, like I like this kitschy nature that they're doing a holiday special, mm-hmm. that they're doing a 50s black and white throwback, yeah. you know, and the whole thing's in black and white, you know, so it's just like it. It's kind of neat that they're experimenting with stuff like this. That they're not like and they've, so they've, full they've, of themselves that they have to be like, we can only stick to doing like this format and this thing. I like that they're playing around. But they've with gotten stuff. so big and so popular that they can get away with doing this stuff and people 100%. Will dive into it without, yeah. without even thinking. And it's like I don't know what budget they're spending on something like a werewolf by night. I don't imagine it was a huge budget because if you watch the thing, you can just see it. It doesn't require a huge budget. Right. It's very. Um, encapsulated in a, in a small space, but at the same time, like they're not making a ton of money off that. It's just like if somebody's like if somebody's joining Disney Plus now for Werewolf by Night, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that's like not really maybe there was like one subscriber, two subscribers who joined. Like I'm not joining Disney Plus for the Mandalorian <laughs> and Obi Wan <laughs> and imagine? you know like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision I'm going to wait until they do a property like Werewolf by Night <laughs> you know like so I you know they're just doing it for fun yeah and that's what I love about Marvel and the MCU and that's what I hope to bring this all sort of back uh, to what James Gunn can do for DC I hope they start doing fun little jaunts into things like this like something like Peacemaker again that was like a 10 or 13 episode arc but it'd be fun to see some of these characters just like living in the DCU yeah. world, just doing little short things yeah. like that. So uh, I, I hope going forward that they just continue to build on on these things because they're so much fun um, to discuss. And we've just put fifty minutes into discussing this. <laughs> we just made a whole episode. This is a, this is going to this was originally going to be part of the next uh, episode, but now it's just going to be a bonus episode. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, let us know what you think out there in listener land about the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special or anything else we discussed here. Love to hear your thoughts on it. You can contact us over on our socials. We are Box Office 30 on Facebook and the Twitters, as, as long as Twitters is around. And, uh, <laughs> and Box, Box Office of T-H-I-R-T-Y <laughs> over on Instagram. You can check us out at our website. Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, if you if you don't listen to any of our other episodes before the end of the year, very happy holidays to you. Very happy holidays to you, Michael. Well, Merry Christmas. Well. Enjoy it. <laughs> um, and uh, that's going to do it for us on, on this little uh, bonus episode. Yeah, I, I, I just realized that we've just now done a 45-minute episode about a 45-minute movie. movie. <laughs> so how about that? There you go, folks. All right. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye, everybody.
been a presentation of the Retro Network.